Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Uh, we are here with another episode of the Car Talk X Slab Stocks Market Report. Um, this one for September of 2022. My name is Lou Janu. I am joined here by Aaron Nowak. Um, we're going to get into it. It's been an interesting month in cards. Obviously, a lot of extenuating circumstances in the world, as we've been discussing. Uh, but still some really interesting sales to monitor and kind of trends to watch. So uh, I'm going to let Aaron get really into it. But first things first, Aaron, tell the people what you've been up to. Also, talk to us a little bit about your Stranger Things obsession that you're really deep in. Well, just been doing the same old, same old, having fun in cards, producing content, all that stuff. You know, stuff changes day to day, but it, the the journey is still the same. Uh, as for Stranger Things obsession, yes, it's 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 bad. I uh, have spent a lot of money, have a lot of cards, just picked up a the single best card. Well, maybe it's first or second best card I bought so far last night. Um, it was an 11 Amelia Bobby Brum, uh, the blue auto numbered out of 10. 10 of 10 from the first set ever 2018 Stranger Things season one. So if you happen to know where the gold one of one is, I need to know right now. Please DM mm-hmm. me at Slapsacks Aaron. I'm trying to get the rainbow. I think that's the last card because they didn't make orange out of 99 or base uh, non-numbered autos. Lou, in this first set ever 2018 Stranger Things, there's like 86 season one Millie Bobby Brown autos. That's it. 86 in total between all the parallels. How did you get to the 86? Well, you got the one of one, and then you've got blue out of 10, purple out of 25, and green out of 50. Add all that up, 86. That's crazy. I wonder I mean, how they landed on 86. It must have there must have been like damage or something, right? It has well, to be. No, I mean literally that was just the parallels added together. I mean, you just have yeah, out, I of guess. 50, out of 50, out of 25, 10, and one. And then they're supposed to be out of 99 and then base autos for all the other characters or actors or actresses, but she I've never seen orange, I've never seen the base. Hmm. That's like when isn't like Lewis's 2020 Tops Chrome like 64 autographs, or something like that. Total? Yeah, because he doesn't have the gold to go waves. Yeah. So it's really just the oranges, the base, and then the red and the super. Right. Yeah. It's a very similar situation. I actually thought about the exact same thing last night when I was counting them up. Yeah. Uh, I know we're trying to move faster this time around, but first things first, not first things first, but something I wanted to make sure I brought up. We're not going to speak before the Jets Packers game. I might be in Green Bay. Actually, I know we, I said I wasn't going to be there. Now I might be there. So we'll see. Maybe we'll meet up. Well, um, now, you... I'm going to hockey in Minnesota since you told me you're not, you're not going to the game. So there we go. <laughs> All right. Well, that's disappointing. How are you feeling about the Packers? I'm feeling like, I feel like that, you tell me how you feel about the NFL this year. I feel like that there's a lot of competition for like teams that are, that could be really good, but have definitely made a ton of mistakes so far this year. Like that's how I'm seeing the NFL and the Packers fall right into that bucket. Like, man, there's been some really ugly quarters, some really ugly halves, but last game we started put to put it together a little bit more, got the huge W and now we're three and one. So I mean, at least we're three and one. And, and I think like, as these receivers start to gel more with Rogers, especially Romeo Dobbs, dude, that guy's a stud. He's kind of Devonta Adams 2.0. We're hoping for um, I think there's gonna be a really bright future ahead for us this season and next season, hopefully too. Um, the defense just has to make sure that they're like good all the time, not just good when they want to be. Um, it's a very Packers fan take where like everything just works out for you. So you just assume Romeo Dobbs is Devonte Adams. Like I would never have the audacity to think something like that. And it's crazy that you genuinely mean that you're like, Oh yeah, he's pretty much Romeo Dobbs. Like he has to just get warmed up. Well, okay. Here's the deal. So Devonte Adams, obviously the last like four or five years has been one of the best receivers in the NFL. Yeah. His rookie season and sophomore season or sophomore year. Like they, they didn't, he was not like that amazing. Like he definitely dropped a ton of passes. He was, had good physical traits and everything. I thought he was going to be really good. And then he ended up being really good. Dobbs is like similar. I'm not going to say he is Devonte Adams. He's a fourth round pick versus second round pick. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, who cares at that point? If he's catching the ball and he's scoring touchdowns with Aaron Rodgers, that's all that matters. So. Facts. Facts. I'm excited for the game. It should be fun. I think yeah, we're so both. I. I agree with you wholeheartedly. It's been, we'll talk about it more when we get to the quarterbacks, but um, it's been a very, I would describe it as up and down type of year. Definitely. 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 All right. Let's get into it.
So the first thing we're looking at, it's got to be the baseball guys. It's got to be Albert Pujols and Aaron Judge. I think for maybe, you know, a while there, the baseball market, it was kind of like, you know, doom and gloom. Like, ah, Tatis, PED suspension. We covered last month how the Tatis' market just got absolutely rocked. Well, Aaron Judge and Albert Pujols since that point, since last month, have both done amazing. have hit milestones or records of Pujols hitting 700 home runs. I think he's at like 703 or 704 now. And then Aaron Judge, of course, recently hit his 61st and 62nd home run, which puts him at, at the AL record and New York Yankee record standing alone. I have Roger Maris. I'm sure Lou was so thrilled to see that. I'm sure he was jumping up and down and just could not wait to see him hit even more home runs now. Um, <clears throat> it, yeah, it's good to see some real history take place with Pujols and some media-driven hype take place with uh, with Judge. Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, but – there were some card increases. So the first thing we're looking at here is Albert Pujols' 2001 SB Authentic. This is the Curography Auto PSA 9 on card. So the reason why we chose this one for the market report was because last month, you know, he was getting hotter when we wrote the August uh, market report. And we were talking about the tops traded. Chrome is like the PSA 9 or PSA 10. Um, I actually had some good feedback from someone that listed. Uh, his name's Kevin. And he said, Aaron, you know, why didn't you – uh, bring up the fact about the 2020 or 2001 tops traded versus Chrome versus foil. Like there's two different versions that tops end up releasing one later, um, something along those lines. And I said, honestly, I just didn't know. So that's a great point to say that like, well, yes, I look at cards every day for the last like five years. And then can you probably go back to like 15 years, last 15 years. There's still things for myself. Now, yes, I'm younger. I wasn't collecting in 2001. I was like three years old. But like that, I still don't know. So like if there's something I say where you're like, Aaron, you don't know what you're talking about, just let me know in the comments. Send me a message. I'll make sure to call it out in the next episode or something like that. But yeah, there's two different types of 2001 tops traded uh, Albert Pujols Chrome slash foil, which is why I want to look at this on-card auto here because it is a different type of card. It's not like his like big-time SP authentic number at 1250 rookie. It's also not the big-time uh, SP auto or the Bowman Chrome auto, but still a card that was around $1,500 uh, at the beginning of September after the 700th home run quickly gained $1,100. And I mean, Lou buy or sell, probably not the buy, maybe a hold if you really love him, but yeah. Sell if it's, if you're in it for the money. Absolutely. I mean, there's only one more Alba Pujols moment coming. It's when he gets inducted to the hall of fame. So yep. if you're looking to sell, <clears throat> if you're looking to sell, I think now's the time for sure. Um, yeah. I mean, it's as simple as that. It's, it's very basic. It's the end of his career. He, I, he's done, right? There's no more games. So he's finished. Um, yeah, and, and the regular season just wrapped up last night. I don't even want to talk about the Milwaukee Brewers. So I'm just going to focus here on these Judge and Albert Pujols cards. That was easily one of the worst ends of the years, I've, end of the seasons I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, Weird. But, what do you say? No, it was just standing up. Okay. We led the MLB in the last two months and blown saves at 16. Really? You win, you win any two of those games and we're in the playoffs. So That's just, a real shame. Do you know what? Just a quick sidetrack here. You guys just played the Phillies. We yes. needed you to sweep the Phillies. Yes. You did not sweep the Phillies. Yes. But if you did sweep the Phillies, which you could have won the first game and swept them, we would have had to sweep the Diamondbacks to make the playoffs. We won the first two games. Last night, we were leading going to the ninth inning, up two to one, and give up two home runs in the top of the ninth, ended up losing four to two. And that is basically what happened over the last two months, multiple times. And I literally, if I had to sit here on this episode today, Lou, and that was the reason why we didn't make the playoffs was because we gave up a home run in the ninth inning last night versus, like, you guys losing three days ago. Bro, I don't know if I would have done this episode today. I would have been so upset. Yeah, it was 
it was it was really funny watching Astros Twitter this like last few days because this whole series has basically been like an extended spring training period. Yeah. Um, so it's just been funny watching all the games go down. Yeah, Jay says trapping a Mets fan. Yeah, the Mets blew another uh, division lead. That's not true. I shouldn't say blue. That's not fair. The they the Braves played really really well and locked up the division, and now the Mets get to beat the Padres in the wild card round. It's no big deal, Jay. You're fine. There you go. I I don't know what playing in the wild card rounds like. I'm I'm off as usual. So, um. Well, yeah, I, I'm okay though. We'll, we'll we'll bounce back maybe. Actually, not. We won't bounce back until this owner's gone, dude. This guy's the worst. But uh, keep scrolling down here because we'll pop into Albert Pujols or not Albert Pujols, Aaron Judge's cards because this yes. one in particular, I want to call this card the investment of the year. I mean, maybe wow. there was maybe there were some different cards. Maybe there are some different cards. Not right now. Do like do not buy this card in my estimation right now. Not like this is the best investment to buy right now. No, that's not what I'm saying. Looking back at the historical trends, I think this is probably like the number one car of the year for me because of the fact that this thing was $5,000 right at the end of 2021. So if you're like, I'm going to buy this card for 2022 in the baseball offseason, a lot of people do that. Like we are very excited about November and December to come up. I think those are like some of the best months to grab Bowman Chrome Autos of dudes you're just like, I think these guys can pop off next year or, you know, rise up in the prospect rankings. Nate talks about all the time in Dinging Corners. And someone literally bought this card for that exact reason. Now it's sold in June for 15 grand, this gold refractor auto number out 50 BGS 9.5 from 2013. And if you sold for 15 K, you're probably like, dude, this is awesome. Triple the money, especially in like a down market. Like that's just incredible. And I would have sold it. No doubt. There's no doubt. I'm sure Lou, you probably would have too sold it at 15 K. Now the next sale came on 917, 2022. I believe 917, 2022 was like right when he got to 60. So right, right when he got to 60 home runs, he's got, you know, 10 games remaining, 12 games, something around there. And he's got to get, you know, he's got two home runs left to get to 62. Someone was like, I'm buying this thing at 25K. So it's all 25K, another $10,000 since June. Fast forward one week. That's 917 to 924. That's once he hit 60, his 61st home run, I believe. Mm-hmm. Hits 40 grand, all-time high. I put up an Instagram poll uh, on our Slab Stock story and said, is this the investment of the year? I'm pretty sure it was like 80% yes or something like that. Um, it's, it's crazy, man. Look, like, look at this thing. Lou. Yeah. That's crazy. That's insane. It's now, obviously a function of the home run chase. Like obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And it totally is. And people were, you know, a lot of people are very excited by having one of the best single seasons of all time, you know, barring steroids and Barry bonds and all that stuff. And juice balls. But and That's, that's a whole, yeah. Juice balls. It's a whole nother debate about what baseball is doing in general. But Lou, I want to bring something up because, um, Someone commented on our Instagram post the other day when we were posting some, some stuff about judge cards. And I'm like, hey, it's kind of like a sell them if you got them situation right now, especially if it's not like, you know, super rare auto or something you love for your collection. But if you just like got like that PSA 9, like base or refractor laying around that you like just bought for 30 bucks and now 100%. it's 120, like I'm selling that thing every single day of the week. Someone's a little grumpy, like, oh, you know, why are we pushing people to sell stuff? You know, people should be wanting to, you know, hold their cards and collect them in long term and this and that. It's like now there's, I'm totally a collector. I'm totally on board with holding stuff for the long term. But when there's something you can physically sell for like five times the money that you probably don't care about a whole lot and you can go buy the thing you actually like. That's exactly what I was going to say. Every day of the week. And it's also like, listen, you sell the refractor PSN. Let's again, let's just be very honest about what it is. The moment of judge breaking the record for six most home runs at six most sixth most home runs in a season. That's a big moment for people. So obviously you sell that card. And then you buy it back in five weeks when the Yankees are eliminated from the playoffs and the card's cheaper. <laughs> Lou's trying to speak this into existence right now. How I'm being honest. Be, what if the Yankees beat the Astros to get to the World Series? So then in seven weeks, it'll go down. 
Well, not going to happen. I, but I, I agree with you. In, in the end, like, there's only so much time a certain you know player like this can last in these like massive high price brackets uh after like 5x in price until it just starts to decrease like it does not really matter how much he can do um through even maybe through the postseason this is just so unsustainable in my mind Uh, this one specifically obviously you can't do much better than this right here so like but i think taking my own personal bias out of it, assuming judge has a real, a real big playoff run and, you know, overcomes the demons, beats the Astros, gets back, gets to the world series for the first time in his career, really leads to the team. Like, of course there could be some, more, there's some more room on it, but that's, yeah. a, you're taking a serious chance on that. Yes. And I, I want to caveat with that. Like no guarantee, obviously like anything can happen in these next three weeks, but like I'd say odds are if you have the profit on the table, a hundred percent. And you're looking to make profit. You will a hundred percent take the profit. Yeah. It's not even a question. You can't go broke taking a profit. You know what they say? I mean, that's pretty Absolutely. crazy. Also. And, and, go ahead. Go ahead. Nope. I want you to go. I just going to say RIPJ 101 wins in a wild card. I didn't realize that the Mets got to 101 wins. Yeah. 101 that, wins. And they, they're insane. playing in a wild card. It's, it's unfortunate. They're playing the Padres too. It's tough. Um, oh, Padres like sneaky could get really hot. Like it's possible. Um, the one thing I did want to say about this judge thing is I do honestly believe that the, the record chase is like garbage and like, it's really not that big of a deal to be the all-time record, the all-time leader in AL home runs. I think it's a function of, it's the brand of the Yankees. And I think it's like media trying to get people behind baseball, which is a good thing. Like I'm not mad about that. Um, so I think it's a very good example of how like the power of the Yankees brand really can overpower a player. And I think about that with the Cowboys in basketball or in football or the Knicks in, in basketball. Like if the Knicks ever get hot, we say it all the time. If the Knicks ever got hot, you know, RJ Barrett would be a very valuable asset. So I think it's an example of something like that too. Well, remember Jeremy Lin's story was incredible and stuff. Yeah. You know, I'm pretty sure he's like undrafted and then just obviously the insanity and everything. But that was like, if he was doing that on the Bucks. People wouldn't have cared as much. Exactly. That was insane because he's doing New York at MSG and all that type of stuff. Um, Now, people can debate forever about the, you know, AL title, non-steroid title, whatever you want to debate, but lose right. I mean, baseball was loving having Albert Pujols going for 700 home runs and Aaron Judge going for 62 at the exact same time. Yeah, I mean, they were cutting into football. It was ridiculous. (laughs) Not NFL, right? College football only? Yeah, but it's, it's still like I'm watching like Oklahoma TCU this weekend, and like I don't want to see Judge walk for the fourth time in the weekend. Like I'm not interested. Now, what I would rather have is if he hits 62, you flash as quick as you can to like a 10 second delay replay, and then I show me the replay. The, yeah, I'm on Twitter. Like, I'm gonna see the. I'm gonna see it. I'm gonna know what happened anyway. It doesn't matter. I don't need to see it live. It's okay. Exactly. I, if I wanted to see it. I'd be watching the Yankee game. <laughs> Definitely. Um, now. I wanted, you know, there's, there is no price drops noted here in this baseball section because it was all focused on our pools and Aaron Judge. Yes. But that's not to say, you know, there weren't drops in different areas of the baseball card market or prospects or whatever. Um, these two right here defied the odds and crushed the odds here in a, in a down market, so to say. So ups to these guys and anyone that actually believed in buying their cards before the season. Um, not to say that, you know, it was a, a super huge number, but there was, you know, I'm sure there's people who were, you know, down on judge because he turned on that contract. Like, how is he ever going to live up to getting something bigger? Well, he did. And how is Albert Pujols going to hit 21 home runs when he hasn't been relevant for like three years, at least from baseball statistics wise. And he did. So very cool to see. 
Yeah, listen, I'm a huge Pujols guy. I actually like legitimately love Albert Pujols. If my dad's listening, I hope my dad hears this <laughs> and remembers that I've been an Albert Pujols guy from the beginning because uh, him and I used to bond over that for sure. One day we'll have a conversation about how they were really like throwing him some meatballs towards the end there to get him over 700, but it's okay. <laughs> I was wondering about that always like, man. It's you... very clear what they were doing towards the end, and it's fine. I really don't. I really don't mind. But it's... but Lou, from a from an individual perspective, maybe you can ask. Uh, what was that Kaminsky? Right. Yes. Rob Kaminsky. You can ask him the a little psychological effect here. But yes. as a pitcher, individually, dude, there's no chance that you want to give up that home run to Albert Pujols. Like I don't care how big of a legend he is. It's like I want a competitive inside of me or inside the pitchers. They'd have to say like I gotta strike this guy out, unless you're telling me that there's a whole scheme behind this and they're getting paid off to do it. No, I don't think they're. I don't think they're getting paid off necessarily. I do think that they are. Maybe I think that a lot of athletes are big believers in like the storyline, and they love those situations, and they love seeing stuff like that happen. So I think in a meaningless spot, if you have the choice between getting Albert Pujols to strike out or being the guy who gets him to break the record, I would probably want to be the guy who gets him to break the record. <laughs> Understand? I'm being honest. Like if it's a meaningless game, if it's a playoff game, like no, no, no. If it's to get into the playoffs, no, no, no. You're going down. But if it's <laughs> if it's nothing. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> Whatever. Let's just throw him one down the middle. Yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. Hopping into take two here. This is all about the young quarterbacks in the market or even just the quarterbacks in general, um, including one of the biggest sales we've ever seen for a modern football card. Of course, last year, um, not this year, 2022, but 2021 at the National, the big news while we were there was at the Patrick Mahomes National Treasures 2017 NFL Logo Shield Auto is a BGS 8.5, I believe, as well. Sold for $4.2 million via private sale. Well, we saw the Justin Herbert hit open auction and it sold for $1.8 million in the same exact auction that Lou, if you scroll down a little tad here for me, in the same exact auction that that Kobe, LeBron, and Michael Jordan, one of one, game use logo man, authentic, doesn't have a numerical grade, sold for $1.68 million. So there's a lot that you can disagree with here if you say, well, the, the logo man obviously should be worth more, but then at the flip side, it's like, well, there physically is a better triple logo man. It shine owns that one too. It's a PSA 10 um, from 2004. The first triple logo man ever made. It's the only PSA 10 logo man that got graded as a PSA 10. So you can say, Oh, there's something better than that. If you're looking at Justin Herbert, whoever maybe loves black finites might say, but like, there's really nothing better than that national treasures card, Justin Herbert. And a lot of that, like, best of stuff Lou with like the big money crowd I feel like goes a long way it's like even if it's second tier like it's like kind of pass it's like I need the best of the best and that's kind of what I think happened here although 1.8 millions I I can't spend that type of money or even get close to it so I I feel like I'm talking out of turn if I say it's ridiculous but people people spent it so hmm. yeah I don't know I mean I think 1.8 million dollars obviously the ridiculous amount of money and I've shared my perspective on logo man's in the past they're not my favorite cards in the world for sure um but even herbert right now is like really tough like how can you project out that 1.8 as being a, wor a worthwhile investment given where we are right at this exact second i just don't understand how you can do that i mean the only thing that you could argue is that someone that had that much money said if i don't buy this thing right now i'm not going to be able to buy it until potentially towards the end of his career and you have to be a massive Herbert fan to probably say that by the end of his career, he's going to be up there with like the Brady's, the Montana's, um, the Rogers, those guys. So, yeah, you're right. You're right. But, but I'm not trying to justify like spending $1.8 million on a 2020 modern card at all either. 
at the same time. Now, the well, interesting you say 2020 stuff, modern, but it is a one one Like it is the best. Yeah, keep going. Re- but re- remember what you said last time? How many thousands of one ones are there are now per quarterback? But that's still that's the fair. Best but that's best. like the best of the best. I, I agree. So that that one is like legit a one of one. You know. Yeah. Um, now the interesting thing comes here, not necessarily the super expensive uh, card like the one point eight million. But the dynamic and how well do you actually have to perform to increase your overall market value as a quarterback once the season starts? As we know, it's pretty much been every single year. I love this. This is a great little nugget here. The same thing plays out every single year. And eventually you kind of think like uh, maybe it wouldn't. But you buy the quarterbacks in March or April. You look up, come end of August, early September, and you're like, wow, these things rose in value. It's happened for the past, like, I don't know, 50, no, 20 years or 10 years, whatever. Same and, cycle every sport. Yeah, and exactly. It applies to other sports as well. But specifically for some of these quarterbacks that have been doing actually very well this year, like Josh Allen, like we talked about in the last episode. Obviously, that there's been some interesting games that they've had played. But, you know, he's. He, I would say he's been he's been living up to the expectations. Maybe last game they, they didn't score a couple touchdowns when they should have. But – Rose 18% his overall car letter player index over the last six months. So that's kind of projecting from like the end of last season, off season up till the end of September. So that doesn't include, you know, these last couple of days. However, actually, I'm trying to think really quick. No, sorry. The last six months equals the off season to the beginning of September. So that's before any games are played. Okay. Mm-hmm. So 18% increase. Jalen Hurts, 144% increase. Now this is making me second guess myself. I feel like this is actually up till end of September. Because Don't second Jalen, guess yourself. Just roll with it. Trust the numbers. Yeah. All right. So Jalen Hurts, 144% increase. Tua, 38% increase. But what? And I hope Tua is okay, by the way. But what gets interesting here yes. is that Lamar Jackson has been absolutely dominating. But since the hot, the hot start, this is barring last game, okay? It's barring last game. But since the start of the season up until now, it's been like a 0.38% increase while Jalen Hurts has jumped like 40-some percent in price. And, Lou, I think that's all a function of, like, who's the new guy that had, like, pretty, like, I'd say moderate expectations, but is, like, exceeding those expectations, even though exactly Lamar's right. probably like exceeding, like, his personal expectations. Lamar's when an MVP, the, everybody. When it came to the card market, he's already won an MVP, so people were, already like, kind of buying his cards as if he already has been an MVP, and the, the Ravens have made a bunch of playoff appearances. Maybe he hasn't won a lot in the playoffs, but mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts stuff is like super freaking hot. But like, you probably can't tell me that like he's been more effective to the Eagles. Maybe he has been. The Lamar's been to the Ravens. I know last game didn't go well for the Ravens, but still, it's just the different expectations, the mindset of how much people are spending money on a guy that that wasn't supposed to do. You know, four and zero. Oh yeah, Eagles. I think it's you know the shiny new toy is always gonna is always going to. Uh be brighter than anything that's been hanging around on the shelf for a little while, of course. Um, and I also think there's always going to be, and has been, has always been this like anti anti Lamar sentiment of like, he's not a real franchise quarterback and blah, blah, blah. That still exists now. Um, I think I'm, I, I would be surprised if Hertz doesn't get the same, uh, treatment soon because i think coming out of college one of the biggest things people were saying about him was that he wasn't a good thrower he's been good so far so he's kind of disproving that that thesis but um i don't know for me i'm looking at these and it's like the lamar numbers just don't make any sense like at all he's very clearly a top three or four quarterback in the nfl so yeah and here's the thing about hurts is that i also felt the same way about you i felt through when his rookie cards were releasing he was always like even below the peg of Tua, it was like this guy can't lead an NFL team. It made no sense. I've always been a Hurts guy. 
Yeah, so people people were always were down on him. It wasn't Ryan down on him a lot? Massively. Massively down on him. So I'm looking at his stats so far this year, and stats don't tell the whole story. But he's got four passing touchdowns in four weeks. Like, those aren't numbers that are going to make someone excited after the end of the season. If he has 17 passing touchdowns, let's just say they average his play out, which maybe he'll end up with more. Maybe he'll end up with less. Who knows? Um, that Those aren't, like, 144% increased numbers. Although he is, has led them to four, no, he's got rushing touchdowns. He's got a thousand one. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say he. I think yeah, he has four rushing touchdowns. Yeah, so, so he's made, touchdowns. I agree. I, I I agree that he's making a difference out there more than just with his arm. But remember, dude, Lamar up to this point's like led the NFL in touchdowns at thirteen with like ten passing and three rushing or something. So totally, they're a little bit different for sure. Like I, that, there's no question. Yeah. And, and I guess, uh, you know, I'm, I'm no super football card collector or buyer or anything like that. So I, I don't, de- I definitely don't want to, you know, sit there and try to tell people who to buy. Cause I won't do that, but you just sometimes looking at the numbers statistically and even the youth, you know, that Lamar Jackson's still young when it comes to a career. Um, it's the whole thing that Lou said, shiny new object, you know, Lamar's forgotten about in the closet at this point, it still seems like. Yeah, everyone will forget about Lamar until it's, you know, November and they're leading the AFC North again. And it's like, oh, there's Lamar. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Why don't I buy his cards? And then it's gonna be a really high priced car. We're gonna be doing the we're gonna be doing the, the November market report on December 4th. And it's gonna be like, why the hell didn't we buy more Lamar? Seriously. All right, let's scroll down because this is not only the like shiny new object like Jalen Hurts, this is like the new shiny, shiny new object of the 2021 football quarterbacks. This has been one of the craziest like things I've seen, I feel like. Is going into the season. Lesson. What do you say? It's a rough lesson. It's a rough lesson. Going into the season, there were so many, pe- or maybe not, I don't want to say people, but just so many quarterbacks that were like getting tons of love and increases in price between Trey Lance, Trevor Lawrence, your boy Zach Wilson, who I'm not, I'm not dumping on Zach Wilson, but uh, Mac Jones and then uh, even Davis Mills. And I forgot one, Justin Fields, who's been atrocious. And they're spending so much money on these guys. Where clearly, Lou, I feel like even a casual like myself could look and be like, man, I'd rather just take some of that money and put it on like any other player from 2020 class or 2018 class or 20, even 2017, all that stuff. And you get one injury and a couple of bad performances from a guy like Trey Lance or Justin Fields or Mac Jones who all are in that boat. Justin Fields not injured, but bad performances. We have seen some very, very brutal drops across the board. Trey Lance in particular has been destroyed after the industry, the injury, which makes sense. But even like Mac Jones and uh, Justin Fields are 2021 Prism Silver PSA 10s. They decreased 33% in September alone. It's been like 75% decrease since the summer. However, I have to caveat that with saying that the ones in the summer were the first PSA 10s that actually sold around like a thousand some dollars. Please, please, please. If there's non-numbered cards coming out that are just graded, please do not buy them right away. Unless you really, really need to have one like right away just because you want to have it. Like I can't tell you you can't buy it. But like if, if, you're, if your goal is to buy it when it's at a reasonable number, don't buy one of the first few grade. They went from a thousand to nine hundred to eight hundred. Sat at like seven hundred, then five hundred. Now they're down to like two hundred fifty to three hundred, and maybe even lower by the time that the season ends. So, just not yeah, a great idea. Everybody has their own reasons for buying something. You could just really want. You could just really want that card at that time. So you spend that much money. Like that's on you. But if you're trying to sell it later on, I wouldn't recommend being the first person to buy one for sure. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's. It's what we've always said. It's that not everyone's going to be the MVP. Not everyone's going to win the Super Bowl, and. 
Trey Lance was an extremely risky asset heading into the season. Like everybody knew it. He could have forget the injury. He could have just been not very good, which is kind of how it was looking early. Right. Yeah. Um, Mac Jones was very clearly overvalued last season was very clearly not that good. Um, So that it wasn't surprising either in any way. And uh, sorry, uh, Justin Fields is a little bit different because he was in a bad situation going into this year. It was pretty obvious they were going to be bad. So I think Lance is a different story, but I, I truly believe if you were buying uh, Mac Jones or you were buying Justin Fields, you were purposely going against the grain. And that's this is what happens when you go against the grain like this. You can run into a situation where you really get, can get hurt. Yeah. And uh, it'll take a while for those cards if they do, you know, bounce back, especially ones that were graded early on. Those I don't know if they'll ever get back to. Probably I mean, I not, can't but... I can't imagine a situation where Mac Jones gets back to his price point where you purchased it at unless they win the division this year, which I don't think is going to happen. Even if they did win the division, Lou, how many times do we see that, you know, preseason, the prices are the highest because people have great expectations. Yeah, maybe, I'm just trying to think of anything to get people back to where they purchased that. Yeah, exactly. So interesting, to say the least. Uh, good luck to everyone with football cards the rest of the season. Yeah. That's not supposed to be like sarcastic. It's like I know no. that's kind of like a week to week thing, just like, you know, fantasy sports and everything. Um, and you really do have to be paying attention to the football card market every single Sunday if you're like trying to do it during the season. Because like you might have already missed your boat to sell TJ Hawkinson at like his highest prices this past Sunday after massive game. Yeah, and I also wanted to say we have, we don't really get into like individual players on this for sure. As I mean, we don't get like super deep on individual players across every sport. If you're interested in like football cards, like positional players and all that stuff, Football Card Quest is a good channel on YouTube to check out. Um, they do pretty much like weekly. They talk about all the position players and like what's going up and what's going down. So just wanted to give them a little bit of love. I think they do good work. There you go. I love it. All right, take three, our final bigger take uh, for a specific category, and this one is based on tennis, actually. Um, there's a specific reason why tennis is in here, and it's because the U.S. Open was in September, concluded on September 11th, and Carlos Alcaraz won his first ever Grand Slam. And on top of that, Serena Williams also retired in September, along with Roger Federer, and then Francis uh, TFO made a huge, uh, a huge uh, splash, I want to say, at the U.S. Open as well. Um, while playing against Alcaraz and beating people before that to get to the semifinals. And it was really awesome to watch. Um, there's a lot of excitement around it, especially with Alcaraz. When you're kind of looking at guys like Federer retiring, Nadal, the you know, unfortunate injury at Wimbledon and wasn't able to get to the final here at, at um, the U.S. Open. But guys like that and Djokovic are starting to get a little older. It's like, well, who's next? Well, Carlos Alcaraz, you know, there's a lot of talk about him, especially with his his first ever cards releasing this past month in September via Net Pro Cards. There's a single drop where it was just autographs and singles of Carlos Alcaraz, not packs like they did back in 2003. Well, it was really like a kind of like a set at that point. But um, the excitement was definitely real. I mean, these things retailed around like $2,750, $3,000. And the PSA 8 with a 10 autograph, this is the highest sale it's been logged for a Carlos Alcaraz auto. So for $32,400 on golden auctions, that was on 919. Nope, not 919. Apologies. That was on 924. So pretty recently. Now, since that point, we talk about the excitement of Aaron Judge hitting 62 home runs, the excitement of our pool is getting 700 home runs. And we see those increases happening after this one sold for 32,400. This is a sale in October. It was just, Four, uh, three days ago, four days ago at this point. But on October 3rd, $17,700. But this was via eBay for the same card PSA 8 with the 10 auto. But this actually had two-color patch, too. A little bit of light blue and a little bit of navy on that. So, Lou, what do you make of that? I mean, that's almost 50% cut in half. 
Yeah, I think it's a combination of factors. It's number one, the first one through the door will will most likely be the highest priced, at least for the foreseeable future. That's a fair statement to make. I think that happens across the board. Would you agree with that? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, generally it, speaking, there are always outliers, but yeah, the I mean, first the, one, the first one that gets posted usually does the most. Like we were just the, saying, and, with the, with and the then the, the only caveat I'd say that is if it's like so rare that you're looking like an A five, A ten, something yes. like that, where like you won't see one for like two years. Then, but yeah, yeah. this you, you saw this within a week after, so so. Agreed. Yeah, a post event like the type is dying down. I don't even know what the next tennis event is. I don't watch tennis like that, so I won't pretend to understand it. Um, but yeah, it's a combination of that, and I also think it's. 32.4, where did that sell? That's all on Golden. That's all on Golden. And the 17.5 was where? It was on eBay. Exactly. 17.7. So, so, yeah. 17.7 was on eBay. So I think Golden obviously has their own like promotional vehicles, and there's just a level of uh, premium nature to the whole thing where it attracts a different type of buyer. I think you're going to get someone who's willing to spend more money on a site like Golden than you are on a random eBay auction on a Thursday night or whatever. So um, I think it has a lot to do with that where your these cards where they're sold plays a big factor in in the final price and something to consider if you're ever selling a card like that um and obviously i think you know we'll see more more auctions come come to an end here coming up so uh something to monitor for sure i would not expect the next sale to pass this amount i don't think that will happen yeah and it's definitely just something to to keep in mind no matter if you even are listening to this right now, you're like, man, I don't care at all about tennis. Like, Lou's like, I have no idea what's coming up with tennis at all. Um, I believe that that was the last Grand Slam of the year, so I'm pretty sure it's going to take until early 2023 to get, like, another big event to happen. Um, yeah, so I would highly recommend, honestly, not listening to me when it comes to tennis because I really don't know. <laughs> I can well, comment I, on I could I could take on trends and all that stuff, but I don't know all that stuff. The, the thing, though, is, is that what you said applies to basically like all cars, no matter which sport you like, no matter you know which player you like. It's like you got to watch the hype and we've all fallen into it. I'm not trying to say I haven't. Every I, single do person have, I do have bought cards when I'm like, oh, my gosh, Mason Mount just won a Champions League title. I got to get one of his best cards. And I did. Now, did it pay off? Probably not yet. Will it pay off? Maybe never. You know, and it happens to everyone. But but it's always something for us to think about and learn from. And just know, like, big events, sometimes it's best to sit on the sidelines and wait and think about, you know, what what what's what's to come with the market three months from now, I'd say. A hundred percent. I think Carlos Alcaraz is probably one of the more hyped athletes coming into a sport in a while. And with that comes a lot of extra juice. So, like Aaron was saying, something to monitor. I also Definitely. love the Tiafo. Did I say his last name? I love his Yeah, order. it's Tiafo or Tiafo. I can't so. I love that. I remember. He's a beast. Um, if you if you scroll down, um, we're gonna take a little stroll through take four by skipping the first part. If you all do want to read about the overall market as a whole compared to some other markets, feel free to hop on 137 pm.com and look up slab stocks or mark Shout out market report. PM. Yes, sir. And you'll be able to see that. And then there's a couple, you know, pre-2000 cards that were dropping in price. However, just want to look really quick at the the sorry, go down at the sports, the sports in particular. Um, this has got monthly changes and also year-to-date changes on it. So coming up this month um, in October here, you're listening right now, You know we're going to be talking a lot in the upcoming video we're going to do in the report uh, that's going to recap October about basketball and hockey because hockey starts on November 11th. Very excited about that. And basketball starts, did I say November? October 11th in five days. October 11th in five days. And then basketball starts October 19th, uh, NBA. And, and I'm very excited. And there has been some 
you can see, you know, the month isn't green for hockey. The month isn't green for basketball, but those are definitely, you know, some lower drops compared to what we've seen in the past for a monthly um, change. And I, you know, we've been looking at some different individual cards and reporting them, reporting on them on our Instagram page, really to find cards that are like increasing in price now in this current market. You know, there's rare, there's going to be rare times where you can look at a monthly change and be like, Oh, nice. The overall sport gained value because it's so player and card dependent. Now LeBron's, 2019 prism silver psa 10 still might be getting you know destroyed in price but it's 2014 prism silver psa 10 way more rare it gained like i think it was like around 60 some percent in, in the month of uh september alone uh getting ready for basketball season so so like that stuff can happen um and i'm pretty excited to see how seasons start and also i'd be remiss not to point out racing slash f1 at the very bottom of the list um as a huge f1 fan myself went to the netherlands uh race and everything like that um, I know some people are like, oh, those people are talking about F1. You know, now they're not saying anything. Well, it's like, well, no, I'm, here we are, you know, showing racing F1 at the bottom. Uh, and that's the same function of the Alcaraz stuff. You know, it's the same function. Of people get very excited. Short period of time. Prices go up. You know, some certain Lewis color stuff has gotten crushed. Even Max Lewis color stuff has dropped a lot. As we've and, said. Yeah. And, and as we pointed out, exactly right. And and it's it's possible to happen in any sport. And I think what Lou said is very true the more casual fan without having um, a super competitive week to week action or overall season standings, mm-hmm. you phase out. And when you don't pay attention, you don't watch as much. You don't buy as many cards. I mean, that's just really how, how it works. Yeah. It's a, it's a season that has been, it still hasn't been fully finalized, but it's been pretty much out of doubt for the last month and a half already. So yeah. um, obviously you're going to lose interest. That's just the way it goes. And then you can see soccer sitting at the smack dab middle right there. Uh, the World Cup is coming up. It starts around November 19th, I want to say, next month. Um, so it will not be in the October recap that you know any games from the World Cup because it has, been, has not been being played yet. However, I have to say in this market report, uh, a lot of this has happened since the start of October, but even at the end of September, Erling Holland is, is just absolutely unbelievable. Lou, I don't know how much you pay attention to soccer statistics or anything, Tyler gave me a crazy stat on Car Talk that I think he's scored on like eleven of his last nineteen touches or something. Let me find the stat. So yeah, that, that that stat's probably real because a lot of the time he is you know flying in the box and those exact numbers aren't right, but it's something with nineteen touches and it's like outrageous. Yeah, no, I mean a lot of times you know these these players are touching the ball a lot more, trying to create. He is just in the right place, the right time. Physical beast has he's got great touch though when he gets the ball. Like this is not something that like. It's kind of like the whole Giannis thing. You know how people oh, are like, I, oh. I got the stat. Nine Go of ahead. his last 10 shots have been goals. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> that, that's crazy. But the whole touch thing is true, too. A lot of times he's, you know, one touch or no touch and then ball yeah. going the net. Um, but, man, it's just crazy. He's on pace for over 60 goals in the Premier League season. Mm-hmm. The, the record like right now, or something. Yeah, the record's 32 in a 38-game season. And God. that was Mohamed Salah a few years ago. But the, the most since the Premier League started was a 42-game season um, when there was – 34 goals scored. So he's, you know, going to play 38 this year. If he stays fit the entire season, hopefully fingers crossed and he'll probably get like over 50, which is going to be insane. Now. Yeah. We should be getting cut into college football every time early. <laughs> according to the rules of who's going to be so salty. Uh, very small tidbit. I know there's gonna be some super big di- soccer diehards out there. are going to be like, well, what about Dixie Dean back in 1927? Yes. Dixie Dean played for Everton, scored 60 goals in a season is uh, what it says. And there was no Premier League at that point. The Premier League was started like in the early 90s, I want to say, or late 80s, early 90s, I think. So uh, there was someone that played for Everton, scored 60 in a season, in an English season. Uh, if if Holland can do that, it will be looked at, I feel like, similar, similarly, 
whatever, similar to uh, when Aaron Judge, you know, both of us are struggling, bro. It's okay. (laughs) When Aaron Judge uh, broke Roger Maris's. Now I also have to say, uh, fortunately, a month ago, we we did pick up some Holland autos from Top Scrum Transcendent. So I'm in a place of excitement for sure from having the cards and, you know, hoping at the end of the season, we start to see some record action, but uh, it, it's just, it's just a crazy stat and crazy year for, for Erling Holland. Now, I think that this is going to wrap up the end of the report. There's a couple who's hot, who's not for the month of September at the bottom that maybe Lou, we just let people go on 137pm.com and look to see who yeah, they check are. it out. Drop a comment below with your thoughts on that. Um, would love to see you there. Two players, one that has far exceeded expectations since having a really, really bad season. Over the last month, he's far exceeded the expectations. And then one player who has not lived up to expectations at all. And he's one of my single favorite players of any sport. So it hurts. But hopefully, oh, oh there's a little preview for you. Um, oh, but hopefully, you. Uh, hopefully you can turn around in their team too. Now, obviously, at the bottom of the report, go read about the card shows. Get out to a card show, whatever state you're in. There should be hopefully some from uh, each area. Yeah, and Tilly show soon. That's a big one. Philly, you going? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I'm leaving Probably for not, Vegas. Maybe. I'm leaving for Vegas tonight, so. Pretty excited about that. Pretty excited about that for sure. Um, and then, of, of course, there's some important releases at the very bottom of the report. Oh, man. Mosaic Road to the World Cup. That's a big one for sure. Uh, I'm, I'm salty WNBA. about that release. I'm salty about the release, but we'll, Why are you we'll salty? that. Uh, okay, so the World Cup is T-minus, like, what is that, like 40-some days away. And they're releasing another World Cup product that includes, I think it's five teams that are not in the World Cup. Italy. Chile, Peru, and something else. And they're also, oh, Norway. So they're putting Erling Holland cards in the World Cup. Mosaic said, although he's not playing the World Cup, because Norway missed the World Cup. So got to find a way to sell those Holland cards. <laughs> right. <laughs> then there's a couple other things coming out, like 2022 Tops update for those of you that are excited about a new baseball release. Fired up for that one. All right, Aaron. That was good stuff. I really appreciate you putting the work in. Obviously, you guys do a great job every month. Um, any thoughts, concerns, questions, please drop them down below. Uh, I'm, I'm stopped on the part where he didn't want us to stop, so I'm going to scroll up again. Maybe we can blur that out. Probably not, but maybe. That's uh, okay. We'd love, to, we'd love to see some comments uh, down below. If you haven't, please check out 137pm.com. Please check out Slab Stocks. Please check out Card Talk. Um, appreciate everyone listening. Aaron, any closing thoughts? I No, just super excited. I mean, as always, super excited for the World Cup. Formula One is in Japan this weekend and going to Vegas for the card show. So that's going to be super cool. And then also get to go to the PWCC vault their headquarters for the first time ever. It's like that's a, cool. a billion dollar bank vault. So I'm super excited to go see that. That'll be fun for sure. All right, everybody. See you next time. Thank Thanks you. So see you guys.